Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Welcome in. We are on location to start a brand new week of Sabres Live at a stunningly beautiful Cobblestone Creek golf course. You talk about beautiful. I mean, this golf course here on the uh, east side of Rochester, Uh Victor, right? Mm -hmm. Um... I didn't even know existed. Really? I've I've been golfing somewhere around the area of Rochester for you know last twenty some years, and I had never been here. And then um, you realize that this place is is beautiful. Yeah, is difficult. Uh, difficult. The course is very difficult, dude. We started birdie eagle eagle. Okay, well, and it was legit. Like no mulligans, no strings. Like just. I mean, did you have any putts that were longer than 15 feet? Yes. Our s- no, hang on a sec. That's a good question. Yeah, one was, because yeah, the no, one was from the fringe. Like... It was about a 20, 25-footer. That was our first eagle. Okay, well, yeah. I'll tell you this. These greens have got a lot of rolling hills to them. Mm-hmm. Like, at one point, we were on the and front of the And by the way, the we're green. here for the Amherst alumni. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> at one point, we're on the front of the green. We had about a 40-foot putt. I suggested they should put one of those signs that says elevation 750, like at the, in the back end of the green, to, to see the difference. Like you needed an excavation uh, crew to tell you, hey, it's going up like 30 feet. Like it was that, a lot, that high. That's amazing. Your post-game interview is uh, talking about altitude and uh, your condition. You know condi- when you're driving on the New York State through it oh, yeah. and it says yeah. like, no, this that. is the highest point uh, mm-hmm. from now until North Dakota. Like yeah. that's, what it, that's what it was. Well, it is a beautiful, beautiful layout and obviously as all always we're honored to be uh welcomed back um of course it's easy when you're riding shotgun with the amherst hall of famer so i'm on your coattails once again um but i would say as importantly based on everything um we shared last week together um it's just nice to still be a part of the hockey family to start the week and um I'm sure it was the same for you that uh, as soon as you arrived here today, um, people were talking about RJ. And I feel like based on everything that uh, I experienced over the weekend, uh, visiting the memorial outside of of Key Bank Center again yesterday, um, every interaction, every social media post, um, I feel like it's a great time to just continue sharing maybe some of the stories that we couldn't get to on Friday simply because of the the magnitude of the moment, quite frankly, then, Marty, it was all about uh, 
those who had been connected to RJ over his career and sharing their personal stories. And we certainly welcome yours at Sabres Live today, and uh, and we'll do our best to, to sprinkle some in. And, and I just found out something this morning. Uh, the group I'm playing with here at the Rochester Americans Golf Tournament is the Danforth group. Yes. So these guys from Danforth, they do – like the reason why we have great ice at the uh, Key Bank Center is because they redid the whole system. Like they are fantastic. Well, one thing I didn't know is that because RJ lived in Canada, if he had mail come into the U.S., he used to send it to the Danforth office, and he would go pick it he up. He send it to Danforth, or he send it to Duke's place? Well, Duke's place, or, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he send it to Duke through the Danforth office, and uh, he would go once in a while in to pick up his mail. Yeah. And the guys were talking about, like, when RJ would show up, yeah. and obviously... With Duke, you know, yeah. they, they, they had that, that relationship, but it, yeah. it always would show up to go pick up his mail. And, you know, I thought that was kind of, you know, like, you imagine you're working in an office or, you know, and all of a sudden, like, every couple of weeks, Rick Generate would show up to pick up his mail. Like, mm-hmm. how cool is that, that you just get to talk to him for a little it's bit? Every day, it was for us. For it was, us. It was, yeah. But it never got, it was never not an event in my mind. I had to pinch like, myself. Cro- you know, crossing paths with him unexpectedly in the summertime or something like that you felt like wow that was just that was the biggest bonus that i could get remember Uh, when we did the um, road crew in washington and rj up on his it was so the bar in washington was this smaller bar you had the main floor bar that was long and thin and then when you walked in on the left side you would go up a set of stairs and there was like kind of a, a higher balcony type thing and rj when he arrived, they put him up there, and they had a table, and fans were walk, waiting in line that was going around the whole bar mm-hmm. to go up and shake his hand and take pictures. And we're talking like that six, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the the fact that he drew so many people in um, was pretty pretty incredible. And, you know, and, you and know, those events are for everybody, but it was RJ's time, and we all loved it. And you know what else was happening in that line the entire time? Not a single person cared that oh, they were waiting. Nobody complained. Like, for many, and I don't want this to sound like it. I'm overstating it, but it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah. They had waited and waited for the chance, especially if they had moved out of market a long time ago, that they never would have been able to say hello to RJ and shake hands and take a picture. And I think that's what's the most overwhelming... Um, feeling spanning the ages that I got from walking by the memorial yesterday. Yeah. There were clearly words written by individuals and family members who have been with the Sabres and RJ from the start, but that was married with drawings from very, very, very young kids that reminded me so much of my attempts to draw the Sabres logo oh, yeah. when I was a kid. And and simply their touch on those little pieces of artwork was putting the letters RJ, mm-hmm. just like the Bisons did for you at Hockey Night on Saturday. Seeing those letters in almost this perfect... Oh, I don't even know. How, how would you describe the font? Like how it looked on the dirt? Like That was funny because we were sitting in a suite at the Bisons games Saturday evening. And it was hockey night at the ballpark. And it was me, Rhett Warner, and Danny Gare mm-hmm. um, were representing the Sabres alumni and the Buffalo Sabres. Danny threw the first pitch. It was awesome. Earl DeBud was there. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. But the letters right behind the catcher and the umpire 
the home plate umpire, almost were like kids like. That's they what were I they were kids like. It's almost like RJ was just a big kid. And he he really related to the younger generation. Every time he went down and took pictures for kids day, family day, afternoon games. Mm-hmm. And I we were laughing. We're sitting up, you know, on the balcony and looking down and we're like, look at these letters. Like it looks like Somebody, a kid, drew him, but it really was fitting mm-hmm. for the moment. I agree. I thought it was perfect. It was and really good. I don't think anybody. I, had, I don't think anybody loved Kids Day at the arena more than him. Um, oh, he loved it, and he, he cut his dinner short or his lunch short <laughs> to be able to go and say hi to everybody. But yeah. I'll tell you this: um, I stopped by the memorial on Saturday as well. Um, you know, Scott McManigal is the guy that's in charge of all the, our alumni, you know, appearances and everything, and he does a great job. And he goes, Marty, go to the players' lot on exchange behind the right field wall. They got a spot for you. And I texted him. I said, I parked at the uh, Lecom Harbor Center. And he goes, why? Why? Did you, uh, because I wanted to walk by the RJ Memorial. I, I, I wanted to be able to. And, and look, there was a lot of people there. I didn't want to go so close. So I stayed on the other side of the street. I walked around. I wanted to, like, see what was happening. I didn't want to go there and, you know, I, I don't want to cause disturbance or whatnot. But it's obviously um, a significant um time for people to go and pay their respect but mm-hmm. um, there were so many people and some people were there for a half hour 45 minutes like they would stay around for a long time it was uh, very steady you know not overcrowded anytime i've looked at no. it but it's just constant yeah and i i almost always uh would have been just like you like trying to stay on the outside mm-hmm. but i was just you know, and this was a couple of days after at this point, um, and I just had to go up and almost physically feel it. Um, yep. I wanted to take a look at the cookies on the top of it. <laughs> at and, the top of the R. And see that they hadn't melted completely into into the framing by this point because they'd been there for a couple of days. Yep. And I really am glad that I got close enough to read the notes. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I just, that's why I posted yesterday. I hadn't posted anything on social since uh, he passed on Thursday. I just couldn't. And, um, but I really wanted to just remind people that, that if you're in the area or inclined to do so, that I, I know as hard as it is, I know people would, would take something away from the moment of just standing in front of the memorial for a minute. And I certainly did. And, um, you know, and then walked through Alumni Plaza and looked at Mom's brick, which you yep. know we put up there years ago, and um, and told her about it. And I mean, you know, for those that don't know, and there's no reason not to discuss how it kind of all went down on on Thursday night. Um, you know, you and I were texting, and uh, there was certainly some concern. Mm-hmm. Um. And then when he told me that I needed to call you, uh, I didn't have a very good feeling. No. And um, and I was in Syracuse at a concert, and I tried to get, you know, kind of as far away from the venue as you can in that moment yep. while the band was playing. And, uh, and then you told me, and then I, you know, had a moment sitting below a light post just kind of crying for a few minutes, and... Uh, called Leilan and um, called my mom and it was you know 
it was late. It was a little bit late to be caught. Yeah. Like, I was a little worried calling my mom that late because, you know, it's, and, you know, you're bearing bad news, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, you know, she just has this incredible motherly instinct, right? Like, I know her heart was broken as soon as I said anything. And she just, you know, really wanted to paint the picture of comfort, but also like, wow, almost as if she identified it as the three of us, because typically it was my mom and myself listening to the Sabres games. And she just immediately painted that picture of, wow, like the three of us have been together a long time. And and I thought that was incredibly appropriate. It's most of the stories that I hear. Yeah. Is that exactly that? My brother and I used to share a bedroom, and we would like turn the radio or turn the TV on, mm-hmm. and we'd listen to RJ. Or you know, I used to watch the games, and then after the first period, I had to go to bed. But mm-hmm. I would sit with my dad and you know watch the game. Like it's just a lot of the stories that people associate with with RJ and the voice uh, over the years are all family stories. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my family, and I they were saying, look. Uh, you know, after the show Friday, they're like, Dad, uh, you know, like, we didn't know that it was going to affect you that way. And I said, because it, it brings back a personal side of me growing up, even if I didn't listen to RJ growing up. But all the stories that I hear are like, well, my brother and I used to sit on the floor with a bag of chips and, you know, some 7-Up because we weren't allowed to drink Pepsi or Coca-Cola or whatnot. But, and... Like, we watch hockey. Well, if we were in Buffalo, we would have watched the Sabres and RJ, and it brought me back to that, right? And that's, I think that's the stories we hear. I met a gentleman here, Duffer, this morning. He lives in Philadelphia, but he's a Buffalo guy. And uh, a year and a half ago, he got to um, watch a period in the broadcast booth by an RJ. And he said that was him and his son, right? They came up for the game. They're a huge Sabres fan, and they won this in an auction somewhere. And after the period was over, he said to RJ, he says, can I ask you a big favor? Could you, like, he's like, let's see, my name is Jim and my son's name is Joe. Could you recreate a play where we score a goal? Oh, my god! Like Jim and Joe, right? Whatever. And so he has it on video and he showed me today. Like, RJ was, like, like available to do it's 20 seconds it's on mm-hmm. oh, a puck is in dumped in dip by jim joe goes after it he gets it back to the front he shoots scores top shelf where am i it's a cookie and and they win it in overtime and he he went right he into went it. it oh my gosh like how crazy is that that this this man that like we idolize mm-hmm. would do the simplest of things a 15 second video for somebody that spend hundreds if not thousands of dollars to be able to spend one period behind him in the broadcast booth there's a reason why those types of things <clears throat> that have been available through auction eventually kind of get described as priceless. Yeah. You know, and especially at times like this, I I, I don't imagine anybody ever had a second thought <laughs> when they invested in oh. an opportunity to be around RJ. But it would become very clear now that it was the best money one ever spent, presumably for a great cause, but presumably for a lifetime opportunity. It's a it's a memories that you'll cherish forever. And obviously yeah. now, um, you know, with 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 RJ 
passing on Thursday night, um, everybody is digging back to their phones and to their maybe mm. autograph memorabilia. And, oh, I remember I saw RJ in 1991 outside the odd and, and he signed this napkin for me and I saved it. Right there, there's all these things that people are going back. Um, and, and look, we're, we're a couple of months away from the start of regular season, less than two months away. Um, I know that we're going to hear a million more stories. Mm -hmm. I know that we're going to go in on October 12th against the Rangers opening night. And that's like if we were to walk around at 5, 530 when people are walking into the building. Oh, we won't have to. People are going to be coming straight to where we are. Yeah, they are. And like, they're going to tell us stories. Yeah. That's what they're going to tell us. They're mm -hmm. going to tell us like. And there's going to be signs. And oh the signs God, are going to be beautiful. I, and the signs uh, are going to be from all ages. And. Uh, yeah, um, to your point about, you know, immediately running into uh, um, someone who had that experience on their phone, um, and this should have been probably uh, said by us right off the top, but it's hard to get out sometimes because you know I'm not um, the best at, like, accepting compliments, mm -hmm. like I just, and and it's a very strange time to go through the loss that we are all collectively feeling and then have so many people reach out to thank us yes. for what our entire crew, and this is the whole point of us saying this now. I don't, I, it's hard for anybody to know how anybody else's job actually operates. But I will say having been in this, long enough now and having prepared obituaries for legendary sports stars for having been in live television or live radio when someone of historical significance passes they are very difficult times obviously this i sit here and you know because we were saying it during the show on friday and then when we ended the show on friday couldn't stop thanking everyone enough on our entire crew, in our entire department, in our organization. Mm -hmm. Yes, we, you and me, were able to sit there and share emotion, but that was through everyone. Yeah. And all the guests, like on, I am sitting here telling you, I honestly don't know how or why Doc Emmerich ended up like, I don't know who booked it. I don't know who made that. Was that you? No, I believe was it, it Jeff? was uh, Jay. Was it Jay? I think it's Jay. So, well, Jay or Jeff in the, the control room, but yes. But the fact that... Like, I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what? We're going to have a lot of our Buffalo families on and whatnot, but who would be... Like, I thought of reaching out maybe to a guy like Kenny Alberts, because yeah. he's been around a long time, mm -hmm. and I'm like, we have so much. And then all of a sudden, you know, they put in our rundown that Mike Duck Emmerich is going to be on, and I'm like, oh, thank God somebody came through with it, but it, yeah. was, it was amazing. But I had no idea, and then Doc ends up stealing the show to a yeah. large extent. And not, and, and not Marty, because I, he wants to steal the show, because he 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 has been where RJ's been every step of the way. Yeah. Like I, talking about how in 1972 they crossed paths in the you know like international hockey league, whatever. Like it's just is incredible. But yeah, you're right. I so many people have texted, called, and ran in into the streets, today. and yeah. like mm -hmm. the show Friday, and I I keep saying. It was therapeutic mm -hmm. 
because we laughed, we cried, we laughed, we cried. But it was a like more than any other show we probably have ever done. Mm-hmm. That was a full team effort from everybody Unreal. through our social media, through our control room, to our media and content, to everybody. Mm-hmm. It was just amazing. And, and and so we can't stress that enough, and and thank everyone enough for that because uh it was i I honestly i've been doing this for more than 30 years i can't tell you how many segments especially back in my radio days like strictly radio days where you were doing phone interviews all the time Mm -hmm. like all the time if you're doing a three-hour show every segment was a phone interview with someone so the doc emmerich segment was like a throwback era it was like doc on the phone but I don't know if I've ever finished a segment and wanted to make sure that if somebody missed it, please make sure you go and listen to that segment. I, I, that's not how I operate. I don't, you know, but that was... Well, we operate was, in, the, uh, in the world that we live now. It's always what's next and what's yeah. next. There's something coming up. Let's think about this. But this was like, oh, boy, let's press pause here and press the old rewind button because we have that record player in front of us. And there's a big button with arrow, like a couple mm-hmm. of triangle pointing to the left. <laughs> and we want to rewind for a little bit. Um, and it, it was it was really, really, really special. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he's... That's why he was also Doc and RJ. They're they're special. RJ was special through his emotion, mm-hmm. and through his his tone and his voice and his originality and and everything. Doc was a he was a romance a romance novelist through oh, the game. My gosh. That's what that's why he was good. So that that putting RJ's energy and Doc's romance and put them together just was incredible. And to your point about you know kind of just the. Um direct approach people have taken in 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 saying thank you um shocker i went to a concert last night and uh it was it's a band i i honestly didn't even know uh heading in and now i'm like deeply in love they're called uh, whiskey myers they straddle the line of country slash southern rock slash you know outlaw country whatever and they were more rock than anything quite frankly um so we get into art park last night and like I'm not even in the gate, and this fine young gentleman named Trevor comes up and just puts his hand out, wants to thank us for the show, yeah. um, and then proceeds to tell me, when I was in sixth grade, I'd watch you every morning on NHL Network, oh, no way. NHL Network before I went to school, and I'm like, Trevor, you're the last one. You're the last one that remembers my time there. No, so I remember your time because oh, I used God. to listen to classic series in the summer. <laughs> that too. That, that was too. one of the best show you guys oh, ever put out oh my there. Gosh. And then the show went on, and I. <laughs> this is actually really funny. You know, it's general admission, so you go anywhere, and I find myself standing behind this young guy who wait. I'm, pretty sure it was gary and uh, guess what ball cap he was wearing the uh, bandits uh, that would have been like uh, no. our predecessors oh and it's... <laughs> there might have been one after the whistle hat in the okay. entire venue and i'm and standing right behind him <laughs> well good it was amazing and uh so i i love that and uh his buddy tim circle. was there and like you know tim's rocking out he turns around he sees me he just like immediately stops gives me a fist bump he's like thank you guys for 
Friday and it was just, you know, he's a firefighter and just, you know, he's been around the rink like so many of them have for years, you know, and um, it's it just amazing. We, just, had, honestly, we had the ball so game amazing. Saturday night, like I said, me and Rhett Warner signed autograph for an hour and the line was like all the way through the concourse and the fans support, um, old and young and all of it, and a ton of people came up and they said, our condolences to you and to your family and to the organization. I, and I would always say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, well, my condolences to you too yeah. because RJ was in everybody's family. Mm-hmm. RJ was in everybody's living room and everybody's like sports basement and everybody's bedroom for the young kids that went to bed and, you know, would watch the second period and, and uh, or listen to it on the radio. And um, so, I mean, we appreciate the kind word, but I – wanted to make sure that they knew that they had as much of a a, a hole to fill as we do because mm-hmm. he was part of everybody's family. Well, that was the response from our producer, Joe Pinter, when I texted him and said, sorry for your loss. And he said, it's your loss, too. Yeah. Oh. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was uh, it You was know what? Really, like really Steph good. from RDS um, oh, yeah. texted Joe and I in a group and, mm-hmm. you know, and... Um, I mean, it reached it reached um, far and wide. I'll tell you this. Oh, it sure did. Seth Appert is coming up here as we're at the Amherst oh. Alumni Tournament. So we're going to take the time out and uh, remind you that this upcoming season, we've got uh, quarter season plans available right now. So uh, choose the one that suits you best, whether it's weekend plan, weekday plan, or of course the All Star plan, which has the best opponents and best matchups. Uh, you can enjoy significant savings from box office pricing and priority. For or playoff tickets so uh head to sabers.com now you can find your way through that and we can't wait to see you at key bank center this fall as promised seth appert head coach of the amherst here headlining i think i think he's the headliner here isn't he it's the amherst alumni golf event cobblestone creek and we're back right after this on sabers live Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Back with more of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. On the 21st of August, we find ourselves at the Amherst Alumni Golf Tournament at Cobblestone Creek Country Club in Victor. And head coach of the Amherst, Seth Appert, is with us. Uh, first time out on this track? It is. Yeah, we had our... Uh, company staff you know christmas party here last year oh lovely uh, which was didn't nice play event. in the middle of winter we tried okay uh but uh, we were we were told not to <laughs> <laughs> not even to go out for putting like you're gonna whack and night whack. putting night snow putting but yeah. it's a gorgeous course oh my god it is gorgeous yeah and there's uh some massive 
houses around the course too. This is a really, really tucked in area. He it's hangs beautiful. in Plymouth in the summer. He knows this. <laughs> Not best. <laughs> <laughs> Not my neighborhood. Got to know some friends and friends and friends. Maybe, but, maybe uh, Blash's neighborhood. Yeah, you exactly. know what? Here's the thing with living on the golf course. I witnessed it really, really good this morning. One of the guys in my group shanked one Uh-oh. about 280 yards, but very much to the right, and then we heard a big honk. Yeah, we've got one in our We group hit there. a house, yeah. and there was a husband and wife outside that were not really happy. <laughs> I did not go that way. They're all joking. They're like, maybe we should get a guy like Rob Ray on the group so that he can go pick up the bomb. Like, I'm not going, guys. Yeah, I'm not even going to leave that one. Yes. So what's new? What? How? I mean, August twenty first. Uh, the countdown is on here. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting, and, yeah. and you, now you come back for this. Vinny Prospel got in last night, so that was the first time I've met him in person. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, talked on the phone six, yeah. seven years ago, then Zooms over the summer. He was in the Czech Republic. So you hire a guy, and you've never met him until until last night. So uh, great to have him and Pacer here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now our staff is together. Um, we're doing weekly Zoom calls, and, and our lineup is, is pretty much together now in Rochester. Obviously, just have to wait to see what happens at Buffalo camp. So... Uh, it's exciting. We're only a few weeks away from rookie camp. I yeah. saw Vinny when I came in this morning, and I like big smile came to my face. Like Vinny Prospel is one of the most genuine, good person in the game. Now I know he got in trouble because he called Patrice Brisebois a certain uh, green uh, <laughs> animal that uh, is derogatory towards French Canadians. But um, and he had to go to diverse. That's okay. But only you remember that. I remember that. <laughs> but also because I played I with think that's Vinny. That's why I hired him. I played well. Yeah, you see, that's right. <laughs> But I played with Vinny in Philly and in New York with the Rangers, and we sat next to each other. On the, uh, and this morning he was laughing. He goes, Marty was one of the only one that liked to talk before games, even when he played. And he goes, we used to just go bah, 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 talk a lot like before games because that was our nervous energy would get out that way. But as soon as I saw him, it was like meeting him again before training camp, getting yeah. ready. He's, he's a fantastic guy. I'm really happy for you and your staff. And Pacher was here too, so I'm in his kid. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. You guys had a great staff, obviously, with Pex and Webby. But things happen. You yep. move on. And then you open doors for other people. So, um, you know, what about you? Like, you know, evolving over these years and now seeing your crew de- developing. You lose a couple of assistants, two new ones coming in, but even the young players. Like, where do you see this group developing into in the next 12 months? Well, yeah, we're, we're proud of what we've done uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, certainly thrilled for Webby and Pax. We're going to miss them, but it also does. It opens up opportunity yeah. for new ideas and, and, and fresh ideas and excitement. And uh, I don't look at those things. When a player moves on, a coach moves on, to me, especially in the American League, or when I was in college with national program, that, that's my job mm-hmm. is to help develop people uh, to further their careers as players and as coaches. So this was a. I looked at this as a positive, not not a negative situation. I think our team, on paper, it's certainly the most depth we have uh, in, in the years I've been around. Is there enough locker rooms in that uh, lockers in that locker room for everybody? Well, it, it's interesting. It is a different challenge right like there's been so many times in the last couple of years especially two years ago and three yeah. years ago you're, you're trying to just fill the lineup 
and and Call, calling the local bar for yeah, a goalie. Well, when 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 in doubt, right? Um, so there what will a world. be there'll be what other challenges this year that come with that. But um, on paper, this is the deepest we've been. But but as a coach, that also kind of scares you, yeah, uh, because you know there's going to be other things that come. Okay, so something new that has not been talked about between the three of us is the next affiliation, which is now Jacksonville and not Cincinnati. Um, how does that impact? Um, what you guys do, how you do things, timely manner, all that kind of stuff, like, you know, travel and all the rest of it, and uh, and as far as placement of prospects and, and things like that. Well, I've already told Kevin and Jason that I think I need to do a scouting trip down there. Yes. I think it's very important uh, that, uh, that I go in, like, February. Yeah. And check out the Jacksonville players to make sure we're getting the right guys called up. So, um, you know, it doesn't change a lot. Cincinnati was a really good relationship. Yeah. I think over time you see this in the NHL and in, the, in their East Coast League affiliates. It, 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 the marriage just ends up, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. going a different way. Mm-hmm. And in Jacksonville, a couple things. They have a great ownership group. Mm-hmm. They have a phenomenal facility. Oh, my gosh. Phenomenal yeah. facility. <laughs> Marty and I were like, what? It's amazing. <laughs> we're going to do Sabres Live from Jacksonville <laughs> uh, coming up here. I like it. And then they have a really good young coach in Nick Luco, uh, yeah. who's who's a bright young mind uh, that's going to be fun to work with. So I think there's going to be a lot of good things. And then and then we saw things over the summer, the, some of the guys you sign on two ways. Mm-hmm. If you have to be in the East Coast League, there are worse places to be than Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, so we're excited about the affiliation. Now, did are you guys lobbying or petitioning for a direct flight from Jacksonville to Rochester so that it makes it easier when you have to get guys called up? Like, like did guys drive from Cincinnati yeah, when they had to warm get called on up? Game day. I know he had to, but this <laughs> is a little different. Fifty nine. <laughs> That's a little different, right? You can't drive up here. You can't. And so there are some things, and, and Amir, uh, who handles our video, yeah. but also, you know, hockey ops travel, um, th- those are things he'll, he deals with. Um, so the nice part in pro, in college, you have to worry about all those things yeah. as a head coach. You have to run all of it. In pro, I don't worry about that a lick. I'm like, uh, yeah, Amir, find a flight for us. You yeah. know? And, and he's excellent at his job, so I, I let him do that. Yeah. As far as the depth, though, on that roster, I, I think that's what obviously our audience is most excited about because it means great things, presumably, ahead in the future for the Sabres. What makes you say what you just said about the depth? Like, how do you look at it? How easy and or challenging is it to try to think of what it might look like, uh, you know, when we come around to opening night? Well, I think that... You- now that that uh, first of all the five rookie forwards last year mm-hmm. are all second year players yeah. now some will be contending for spots and things so you have to let that play out but you know likelihood is that at least four of them um it may be more and end up back so that that those are guys that now have a year under their belt that middle core of forwards meaning murray byro weisbeck rusek now they've become elite American League players, and they're knocking on the door. One of them maybe makes uh, the Sabres at the start of the year, uh, certainly with the Quinn injury. Mm-hmm. But but three of them probably get to Rochester, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of depth there. Then you have Mersh back. We got Yops back. Um, then you had some really good signs. Brendan Warren is back. Uh, we, we got Slaggart from Toronto, who had a really good year in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Giroux from Iowa, who, who played a game in the NHL last year. So the forward depth is great. Uh, then you get Ciccone and uh, Davies back, which was a phenomenal pairing for mm-hmm. us. You bring Prowsey back. You add Johnson in. You add Novikov in. You get Matza back. Like the, the depth. And, the, and then right now, in the goaltending situation has to play out in Buffalo too. But mm-hmm. our goaltending depth is also very strong. So 
Um, we're, we're excited about what we have. And I, I think that you also acknowledge the guys you lost. Like, uh, we're going to really miss Larry Pilot. We're going to really miss Sean Malone, mm. you know, amongst others. But, but those guys were heart and soul guys, guys that, that really bled Amherst, um, excited for their the opportunities they earned. And I think what it does show is when you win in the American League, People get rewarded. Yep. Webby and Peck's got assistant jobs in the NHL. Yep. Uh, other guys are going to get opportunities in the NHL. Other, a ton of guys got a lot of money in Europe. And uh, those are good things for the young players to realize that winning They still does don't help. know how to say Larry, Larry Lawrence Pilot in Syracuse. They still will call him P-Lite until like, they just <laughs> – The guy had one of the best game five of all. He scores the overtime game-winning goal, and they announce the goal scored by uh, Lawrence P-Light. I think I mean, our, our 1,500 fans there that night were they knew, knew, yeah. The amount of people I run into that tell me, like even Saturday night at the ballpark, you know, season ticket holder of the Amherst, I was at every single one of the uh, home game, and I went to half of the road game. Oh, I was there game five in Syracuse. I was there too. Like there's so many people that were there that night. It was awesome. You talk about the depth. Um, forwards, you have a lot of prospects that are like, I in the NHL. Yeah. On the back end, it's more older veterans that are more AHL type guys. How does the balance work? Like, you know, you want everybody to get a shot, but how does the balance work for a coach to know that, well, we have a lot of good NHL prospects up front, and on the back end, it's more steady older guys? Well, I think if you're going to be older in one of the two positions, defense is the spot to be yeah. older. Uh, that they add some maturity to have Proud, to have Davies, to have Sacconi, uh, guys like that back there. Uh, it was really important. But but we do have some younger guys now. Novikov will be a first-year guy. Johnson will be a first-year guy. It's funny, it doesn't feel like Johnson's first-year guy because we've had him in our organization so long, but this will be his first year of pro hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Metz and Jandrick are, yes. are rookies, even though they had a taste of it last year. So mm-hmm. I think there's a good blend on the blue line. Um, you know, Clegg is back in our organization. Now, does he make Buffalo? Does he get to us? Those things have to play them yep. w- their way out. But... What I really like on the decor, we know what Ethan Prow is. He's one of the best defensemen in the American Hockey League. But I thought that, that Davies and Sacconi, the way they played for us the last 25 games in the playoffs, yeah. like Jeremy Davies really started to establish himself as, as an elite AHL defenseman and a guy that's knocking on the door of getting back to the NHL. Mm-hmm. We're excited that now in his second year, can he, can he start a little bit where he left off? Because he played so good for us at the end of that season. And with the trade on the weekend of Labushkin, obviously Davies and Clegg will be looking at that opportunity. Go. We went 40 minutes without mentioning that. Well, <laughs> we uh, apologies, no. <laughs> to, apologies to Ilya, but uh, you knew we were going to keep talking about RJ. That was just yep. uh, that was one thing we were we were undoubtedly going to do. But, yeah, it's it's a reality, and I think everybody was expecting at least a move, and maybe there there might be more here before – um, you know the camp rolls around. One one thing I wanted to ask when you were going through the depth, um, Justin Richards is an interesting guy. Like I thought he was pretty darn good with Cleveland last year. So as much as you move off of Malone and you you know you, you're able to keep Yops, where does Richards fit in all this? He, he's a darn good hockey player. You know he was a captain of a national championship team at Duluth. Uh, characters off the charts. He's a coach's son. Uh, he's Todd's son. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he plays an honest, hard game with skill. Mm-hmm. Um, he he got a little crack in the NHL last year, so he's a he's a potential call up option for the Sabers from a depth perspective uh, but especially in our division we play those teams so much you get a really good feel of other players and and all I knew every night playing Cleveland was Richards is really hard to play against yeah. 
And it's funny, he, he when we talked this summer, and Jason felt that way, and our pro scouts, Jeremiah Crow, felt that way. Um, and and then, you know, when I talked to Richards, Richards is like, I hated playing against you guys. <laughs> you, guys you guys were fast and hard to play against. And I'm like, well, I, I hated coaching against yeah. you because he was hard to play against. So I think he's a really good uh, depth at, and he's young. He's only a 98 birth year, and, and we've shown, I think, in the last few years that guys that are in that range, they, they still have upward trajectory uh, in their career, and we're thinking the same with him. Um, are we, like, finally over? Because you talk about 25-year-olds, but they had to deal with the pandemic, and everybody kind of slowed down at that age. If you were, like, between a 98 and a 2000 birth year, like, that hit at right at 20 to 22, like, that was hard. Are we over that now, like, in development? Are you seeing the college guys that are now caught up and the minor pro guys have caught up to where the development is? Uh, maybe goalies are still a little behind because they haven't played as much, but are we past that, that weird moment in, in hockey? Yes, we are. Um, I think right now anybody from a staff perspective or a player perspective uh, that is saying that is it's now just an excuse for a player that's not progressing how we want okay. them to progress. Yeah. Uh, they have enough time since. I do agree the goaltenders, the games played matters so much in that. Um, so there could be a little bit there, but I do think we're past that now. Uh, they've had most of the last two years fully uh, to play everywhere in the world to show who they are as hockey players. Okay. Thank you. Great Thank to you. see you. It's great to be on. Yeah, I know you got to get back out there and save your group. Who's your group? It's uh, Connors and Ferris. Connors and Ferris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They told oh, you got that. the white hat. I'm red team. That's team. Dan I'm actually Horton. Connors and Ferris alumni on this. Okay, day. he's yeah. an alum. <laughs> he's an alum. Yes, yeah, because so, there's not only an individual like trophy. There's a team aspect. So we yeah. are a different team. Blue, white, and red are three different teams. Yeah, I'm really glad we're not all wearing white shirts like last year. That was really tough for me. Wasn't the best it look on that pale. sunny day. <laughs> I'm expecting a white victory today. That's okay, all good. I know. <laughs> Thank you, Seth. Thanks, guys. Uh, we are rolling along here at the Emmerich's Alumni Event and can't wait to see you at Sabres Fan Fest, which is fast approaching now. We are less than a month away, and we will encourage you to get involved, get a team together in the Hockey Fest portion of Fan Fest weekend. It's open to all skill levels and ages, youth to adult. Visit sabres.com slash hockey fest to register your team today. We'll wrap up Sabres Live after this. Stay with us. We're back with more of Sabres Live, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. It's was, it was really good, and there you get a fly ball, shallow center. The shorts up is there, and he makes the grab for the first out. There you go. Hey, it's like hey, like you've been here all year long. I'm leaving. Yeah. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, Pat and Duke, I know the feeling. Marty just takes over the airwaves sometimes, and there's no way to prevent. I, I will say this. And you um, wanted to do that for I a wanted while. to do that. So <laughs> it wasn't one of those where you just show up and, uh, no, I, like, showed up, and I knew that. Usually you, you kind of shorten your answer a little bit in baseball because especially if there's a hit. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I'm going to keep going. I want to call that play, so I did. That was awesome. And your overall hockey night experience at the Bisons game. Highlighted by another Bison's win. Sadly, they're yes. still uh, trying to make up ground there in the division. Um, it was a great weekend for them, though. But the night was night was terrific. Night was terrific. Beautiful day, uh, evening, actually. It was cold on Friday night, but it was yeah, really nice sure on was. Saturday. 
Uh, tons of fans, tons of hockey fans, little hockey players running onto the field. Um, they showed the tribute video, the two-and-a-half-minute version, before the game for RJ on the Jumbotron. And then every half inning, they would play a clip of a you know legendary call that it has made a Dave Hannon. We're going back where Jimmy Hoffa is. It was fantastic. Yeah, really. Um, and you saying earlier what you said about just – being around the memorial at Key Bank and, you know, myself personally, re- getting really up close to it yesterday, I-, I was really happy when when I did post, you know, kind of an open invitation to try to get more people to come down and make sure they see it. Um, they don't know how long yet it's going to be on display, but uh, my assumption is now for a few more days this yep. week, absolutely. But Stephen was quick to respond to my tweet yesterday, and he said, you know, I dropped a little something off this morning. It was moving to see all of the mementos and messages for RJ. It was also cathartic to just stand and listen to his calls and see all the people coming down. Highly recommend all Sabres fans get down there at some point. And I I couldn't have put it any better. Like, I just it, – it, it really was the little mementos – that, that people put, yep. you know, because we're all so different and we all have, like, in our heads, like, how does he connect with us, right? And and if you stand there long enough and you think about, well, well, that's interesting. Why would somebody leave that? And and I don't know. It was, Everybody's it was, just, it was just another um, layer that maybe sometimes in life you, you don't, give too much thought to but i think at a time like this when we're all thinking about the same thing um it was really really interesting to to just feel that and witness that and and i love the fact that there was a sharpie and a roll of tape and paper and place to sign and Mm -hmm. you know it's all kind of tucked in at the back and i know most people probably brought their own and and were able to tape it on but the fact is it's there and that means if you haven't been, you should definitely go down. You know what was awesome is as you come around in front of Southern Tier mm-hmm. and you kind of walk towards Key Bank Center, you start hearing you it, start hearing it. Yeah. and it's slow and low, and then you get closer, and it's louder and bigger. Mm-hmm. It's like it's drawing you in. Yeah. That's, that, that was my feeling. When I came out of the parking ramp at Lee Comarber Center and I started hearing it, mm-hmm. like it drew me to the right towards Key Bank Center. Yeah. It really is something. It it um, did I ever tell you the May Day story for me? No. So I was living in Medicine Hat, Alberta, and the game was being broadcast in Canada on TSN. I'm watching it, right? Scores, it's over, it's exciting. Call home. <laughs> My mom is like, "Have you heard Rick's call?" And I'm like, "Nope." She's like, "Hang tight," and waited for GR presumably to like tee it up because you can only imagine how many times they would have been replaying it on the post game so we just waited on the phone and then she just held the phone up to the radio and that was the first time i heard the mayday call and it was like you felt like you're a million miles away and then all of a sudden i just felt like i was sitting there in the kitchen with her it was unbelievable can you imagine being the producer of that radio call that night and then rj goes and you're like oh this is awesome like just that feeling it's absolutely incredible um thank you for all the memories once again today. Thanks to the fans because their memories are 
are great. It, mm. it just gives us an, uh, a look into what they experienced for the last 50-plus years. Thanks to our amazing crew on site and back in the studio for the last few days. Uh, it's It's been very, very important. We'll see you tomorrow on Sabres Live. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.